Welcome to the Property Management Mastermind Show with your host, Brad Larson. Brad owns one of the fastest growing property management companies in San Antonio, Texas. This podcast is for property managers by property managers. You'll hear from industry leading professionals on best practices, new ideas, success stories, and lessons learned. This is your opportunity to learn about the latest industry buzz surrounding property management, as well as tips and strategies to improve your business. Are you tired of chasing tenants to comply with having renter's insurance? Insurance Management Group can solve this problem with a master tenant's insurance policy. Keep tenants in compliance with your lease agreement and help protect all parties involved. A master tenant's insurance policy can also add an additional revenue stream to your business. Contact Derek Scott at 918-728-8992 or visit imgadvisors.com. To learn more, listen to the Property Management Mastermind Show podcast, episode number 36. This show is sponsored by the best home inspection software on the market for property managers. We endorse and use Z-Inspector as our software of choice for our team to document home inspections. We particularly like their 360 degrees camera system that produces amazing views of the interior room. Your clients will love Z-Inspector documented inspections you provide them. Visit www.zinspector.com to learn more. And welcome everybody to another edition of the Property Manager Mastermind Group. I'm your host, Brad Larson. And today's guest, we're going to be introducing Mr. Tim Liversage. And he is out of Ohio, but as you get to listen to him, you're going to quickly learn he's not from Ohio. And he takes ribbing very well as far as being from the UK. He's from England, so it makes him super smart automatically because he's from the UK. So anyway, without further ado, what we're going to be talking today about is website accessibility issues and website compliance. So it's kind of the buzz topic right now. We've seen a couple posts from attorneys that are kind of warning us like, hey, this is the big blinking red light that's going to happen. Uh, You guys need to get in line with this because there's other folks that are kind of circling around like vultures looking to take advantage of this situation. And there's website compliance people out there that are here to help us to ensure that we're meeting everything that we need to be meeting. So I probably butchered that little bit of an intro to kind of what we're going to talk about. But Tim's going to be kind of walking us through uh, what he wants to discuss on this. And I think it's very important for the property management folks to understand this so you can ensure that it's implemented into your marketing and your websites. So without further ado, Tim, please take it away with a quick intro. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, you you actually didn't didn't butcher that intro at all. You're exactly right. Um, we've got a major problem with uh, the legal vultures, as we call them, um, right now with accessibility. And yeah, it is the buzz topic, um, which is crazy for me because I mean I've been doing this for ten years now. As you mentioned earlier, yeah, I was uh, I'm from England. I moved here five years ago. Um, I was actually in England. I was a teacher at a college for adults with disabilities. And I taught business and marketing. Um, it was almost like a GED type, uh, associates type course. Um, that's for young that's good for me. Good for me, teaching adults with disabilities. So I, you and I would fit right in together because yeah. I am definitely disabled. So the, the interesting part, like you mentioned, kind of interject is, is the vultures, right? And so it was an attorney that's kind of sounded the whistle with our group, the, the mastermind mm-hmm. group. Uh, Harry Heist out of Florida, real solid guy, always representing landlords and property management companies, always doing their representation and working with tenants. And he's seen this come up. And a lot of times, I'm going to try and paint the scenario, tell me if I'm wrong. These attorneys are going to find a non-compliant website and try to quickly slap you with some sort of uh, you know, demand letter and or even potentially file suit against you in the effort to get a quick settlement. 
Now, that may not be the method, the, the tactic from start to finish, but we've seen that in a couple of different scenarios costing $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 to some of these companies. And so it has become a real concern. I wanted to paint that picture up front because I don't want people to look at this like, oh, I don't care or whatever. Website, so boring, whatever. Well, it's not going to be boring when you get slapped with a demand letter wanting $25,000. Yeah. And, and so please take it from there. Yeah, we, have, we absolutely see a lot of that. Um, yeah, anywhere between, you, you'll get sent a demand letter, which very clearly lays out, you know, you have these seven problems on your website and there's nothing you can deny about that list. It's very valid things that they're bringing up. And they'll say, you know, like, we don't want to bring this to court or the person we're representing um, would, would happily not take this to court. Um, but we want you to pay anywhere between two and $10,000 for that to go away. Well, first of all, it's all well and good you paying that $2,000 because that's easier. But what happens is 30 days later, someone else can do the same thing. And they can keep on coming after you every 30 days for another $2,000. Once they know you're going to pay it, you're going to get another suit within 60 to 90 days. It's almost guaranteed now. So your only option is to fix your problems. So uh, your role, your role as, a, as a web guy, I'm going to kind of butcher your title, but mm. uh, you're telling me in the green room that part of what you do is you help other organizations make sure their websites are compliant. So you're not just looking at one organization, you're looking at dozens, you mentioned. Yes. And that's going to influence on how we get ourselves squared away in this industry. So you're not just seeing the management side. You're not seeing just real estate. You're seeing everything. And so, like you mentioned, you will potentially have to settle out of court for these, these you know, lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Put the colorful metaphor in front of that as much as you want. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's cheaper to pay. But you still got to get compliant at some point. And so part of what we're doing here is having this conversation, introducing you. And then you, people can go into the show notes or into the Facebook live notes and look, and there's a web link that will take them into a free type of an audit. So I want you to kind of talk further about that because you know, I think you want to lead into that yeah. so people know, hey, you're just not talking about it. You're offering a potential, uh, you know, potential free audit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll give them an idea of kind of where they need to go. Maybe they use you, maybe they don't. You know, it's kind of one of those deals, but I think it'd be smart to use an act, actual expert in doing this. So once you're done, you're done. And you may take an annual nursing, but you know, once you're done, you're done. What are you thinking on that? Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So I'm working with, uh, with Nora Bohannon, who, who some of you know. Um, she's a property manager. She's a web designer. Um, and that's the type of people I work with. I work with a lot of agency owners. Um, I don't provide any direct services. So um, within the real estate world, I'm working with Nora. Um, and yeah, we're, we're developing quite the relationship. She's definitely... She's, going to be doing some, uh, some accessibility audits with me. Um, and then she would be the one who would then be fixing those issues if someone decides to, to, take, to take up the mantle of you know, fixing their website. Um, so yeah, so Nora does have a, a contact form there. Um, the, the basic audit price is, is $250 um, up front. I mean, yes, I can give you a yes or no whether you're compliant for free, but 99.9% of the time, that's it's going to be, no, you're not complying. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. But yeah, for a decent audit that's going to list out what your problems are um, in relation to the laws, yeah, you're looking at around about $250. Um, it's extremely easy to sign up for that. Um, and we normally get a report back within three to five days to people. Um, but yeah, like you said earlier, it, this isn't just something to be overlooked. Um, accessibility shouldn't just be an afterthought. It's like, a lot of people are like, well, you know what? It's people have the mentality of 
it's not illegal until someone sues me because it doesn't affect them. So that's just the mentality they have. Um, but I mean, some of you may, may be aware that this week, the, the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act turned 30. So 30 years ago when the ADA was written, the internet didn't exist. You know, I mean, we barely, we didn't have TV with subtitles 30 years ago. So like, accessibility wasn't a thing that was thought of when these laws were initially written. Obviously, since then, we've had lots of uh, amendments and modifications. And the big one that affects uh, most of the people listening here would be the Fair Housing Act, um, which is linked to the Rehabilitation Act. So the Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination based on disability. Um, and that is the one that most of you guys are going to have referenced in a lawsuit if someone sends a letter to you. Um, so equal housing opportunity requires web accessibility to be in compliance. So what does that actually mean? So we have a, a set of guidelines called the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, the WCAG. And the version that um, a lot of people are aware of is version 2.0, um, which came out so long ago now. The version 2.0 came out in 2008. So a lot of people's websites or their web designers have told them, hey, you're compliant to 2.0. Well, that was written 12 years ago, which again, Google Chrome as a web browser didn't exist 12 years ago. Like the web was very basic 12 years ago. So we've changed a lot in how we build websites. So the newest version of these guidelines, uh, we're due for version 2.2 next month. And version 3.0, which is a huge overhaul of the accessibility guidelines is uh, due to come out next year in November. It, it, this isn't, it isn't rocket science. It's following the basic rules of web design. Well, what's happened is as web designers have, have had more and more tools, they found ways, they found loopholes around the rules of the language used to build websites. Um, and we keep on putting more and more flashy things into websites, like lots of animations and things flying in and pop-ups and convenience things or ways to sell things, but they're not actually user-friendly. Like no one likes a pop-up on a website. Really, no one likes pop-ups, well, let's face it. Um, so, yeah, so your website might say it's compliant, but there's hundreds of guidelines and your site likely hasn't actually been tested by anyone with a disability um, or tested against the more modern guidelines um, that are now being referenced in the lawsuits, which is very two. Go ahead. Tim, I'm going I'm to ask you an off-the-wall question here. This yeah. is really kind of a crazy deal. But when you are done doing an audit and you're yeah. correcting a company's website, do you give them any sort of like a, a compliance feature, like a badge and or a statement that goes in the bottom? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So there's, there's, a, there's a document called the accessibility statement, which is just as important as any privacy policy, terms and conditions. Like every website should and must have a privacy policy, for example. Well, an accessibility statement needs to be seen in the same way. It's almost like a reference of, hey, this is what we... Are working toward this is what we have worked on this is the level of compliance that we've been audited against and even if you're not fully compliant if you have an accessibility statement that says hey here's what we've worked on we're pretty sure we're compliant up to this level because of this list of things that we've done but we're working on this to become more compliant that i've we've not seen one lawsuit go through where someone had that on their website whether they were compliant or not because it's um it shows a conscious effort um, toward trying to be compliant. And that's the first thing that the, the, the vulture lawsuits, we'll call them, the, which is 
realistically, 90 to 95% of all the accessibility lawsuits are, are that way. They're looking for the very obvious things. And the first thing they'll do is check if you've got an accessibility statement. And if you do, then they, you're pretty much just going to, they just ignore you. Now, do you have, do you have any horror stories on this? Do you have any, uh, you know, where these attorneys come across and they find a really big, big whale and oh, they don't the want to settle. So do yeah. you have one on top of your mind you can tell us? Oh yeah. Well, Beyonce is one of the big ones. Um, Beyonce was taken to court um, just recently and paid a huge, huge fine. Um, we've had some huge lawsuits. Domino's, Domino's Pizza is really the, the biggest one um, in recent years. You could not physically order a pizza on their website without using a mouse, which sounds like a simple thing to, you know, like you, you think, oh, well, everyone uses a mouse, but realistically, a lot of people don't use mice. And yeah, they got, they went through seven different um, appeal courts and yeah, it, it flip-flopped back and forth a few times where one court would say that they were, they were fine as long as they were working toward it. Another court would say that they weren't and that it was the law that they had to be complying immediately. And it went back and forth and back and forth all the, all the way up to that highest district. And it was, uh, that ended around uh, maybe six months ago. Um, and what that ended up coming down to was that Domino's thought they were paying for an accessible website and had paid millions of dollars for an accessible website, but the company that built that website did not make it accessible. They did not test it with people that had disabilities. They didn't even test it for the very, very basic things. They just assumed that everyone would use a mouse and click the buttons to select what toppings they wanted. When, yeah, in reality, not everyone can use a mouse. It's more people than you'd think. You're going to be able to apply some of those lessons learned to what you're helping uh, property management companies do through Nora and through her website. Uh, you'll be able to kind of apply those and say, look, you know, we've learned. It sounds like you have a document that is pretty clear. And then you take my website, for example, through RentWorks, and you apply the document to the, web, to the website and say, you're missing out on these 10, 20, 80 things, whatever the number yes. is. And then this is what you know, we can fix for you or how do you mm-hmm. fix it? Um, but it's just not like, you know, you walk into a mechanic, right? And my car is dinging and you say, well, good, let me take it around the block. You come back to me and say, yeah, it needs new, uh, wiper belts, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, what? A wiper belt? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. How much does it cost? $8,000 for a wiper belt. Great. Put it in. You know, you guys have a document that you're referencing. Yeah. So look, this is, this is the document to my left that you have to be in compliance with one, two, three, hundred, whatever steps there are. Mm-hmm. You're not. And so it's a very abstract cut and dry, uh, very clear thing that you have to be following. So yeah. this is this is a neat thing. It's a good thing. I mean, I know it's a pain in everybody's butt to worry about this. Nobody likes worrying about websites because as as property management company owners, we got other stuff to worry about. Property managers have other stuff to worry about. Even individual landlords doing it themselves have other stuff to worry about than their web compliance. Yes. Because you know, let's say you're managing 10 homes and you decide that you're you're going to start a website for your own properties that you manage. Well, they have to be in compliance as well, right? Because it's the small ones that are probably pretty easy targets for a They're lot the of They're the ones that become targets, yeah. The people that don't have a legal team are the ones that get targeted with the demand letters. And the demand letters aren't being registered with the court. Like normally these, these lawyers are sending out a thousand letters a week. They're not being registered with the court as being active cases in any way. So although we know the numbers are up a thousand percent versus five years ago, that doesn't even cover the ones that aren't being reported on. The ones that are just being sent out a thousand a week, like that, like and the people are settling. We don't know how many people that even is affecting. Um, this reminds me of that story. I don't know if you may have seen this ever in the past, but 
Do you remember when uh, the ADA passed that you have to have some sort of ramp that goes into a pool, like a hotel mm-hmm. pool? It's got to have yep. this, uh, this crane or ramp mm-hmm. that goes into it. So anybody can yep. get into it. So these attorneys were doing these Google searches and they're finding these hotels, motels, whomever without this ramp. And they were targeting them for lawsuits and they were winning hand yes. over fist. And these, these people, these, these, you know, hotel mom and pop owners were having to pay through the nose to one fight off the attorney. And then two go spend 25, 50 grand to install this little mm-hmm. ramp that goes into a hot tub. Yep. And so it reminds me of that. And it's not near as expensive. It's not going to cost us, you know, 50 grand to fix our website, no. but it definitely takes some top of mind awareness to make that happen with someone like yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know. Yeah, you're exactly right. We still see that on a daily basis. People use Google street view to check whether businesses have ramps outside their business. And if they don't, they send them a letter that says you're not in compliance, pay us. It's, it's craziness that, that that's the world we live in. But unfortunately we, we can't change the world we live in. That's the way it is now. Um, and luckily, I mean, so the big thing about accessibility is it doesn't just affect blind people. That's the big misconception here. People think that, oh, it's just about whether a blind person can visit my website. And it's really not. Um, when you're looking at just, for example, even just like visual disabilities, um, first of all, one in 10 people are colorblind. One in 10 people. So if you're colorblind and you've got a certain, on your website, you've got one color text over a different color background, well, one in 10 colorblind people might just be seeing that as one big wall of color, not seeing the words on that color. So that's one in 10 people. Well, that's, that's 10% of your customer base are potentially being infringed upon their rights to view the information on your website. Um, 90% of people use accessibility features every day. Like good accessibility is going to improve your SEO on your website. It's going to improve the user experience on your website. Um, just for example, um, when people, when you're filling out a form on a website and we use the autocomplete like you start typing your name and it auto completes your name and you press yes, that's, that's an accessibility feature. That's not something that was originally intended for the internet. That's something that was developed for people that, so that they can auto fill a form based on the predetermined information they've got saved on their machines. Um, pressing the tab key to go to the next field in a form. We press the tab key to go to like the next thing. That's an accessibility feature. Pressing the enter key or the return key to submit that form without having to move the mouse to press the send form button. That's an accessibility feature. And those basics, I mean, like autocomplete on forms is one of the big ones that we see in the lawsuits. If you don't have autocomplete turned on on your contact forms, you can be sued. That's basically, scary. Yeah. scary. You, you, may have to, you may have to rock me to sleep tonight because I'm going to be worrying about yeah. all of my website compliance mm-hmm. issues now and just waiting for the vulture attorneys. Exactly. Uh, and that's, that's, that's like we said, like once you've had an audit, it very clearly says, you know, okay, this is the law that this thing on your website breaks. Here's how this should be. So for example, your contact form doesn't have autocomplete. Okay, here's what it should be, is that the name field and the email field and the address field should all automatically populate. Just piping in this, it's literally 12 letters of code. It's not even like this massive deal. To fix that form is just 12 letters of code. So it's not a difficult thing to fix, but people are lazy and don't put in those extra 12 letters when they're, when they're making their websites. 
As more tenant-friendly legislations are passed, from reduced security deposits to no evictions in the winter months, and everything in between, in the future, the landlord's income will be ultimately affected, and even being driven out of their rental business. Property managers and landlords need to make sure their voices are heard to help reduce the tide of these increasing laws that will ultimately make owning a rental property more difficult and costly. Let your landlords know about Shorevestor's Landlord Protection Insurance to help them protect their rental income. Call us at 800-975-0562 or visit Shorevestor.com to learn more about Shorevestor and how it can help you protect your landlord's income and grow your business. I get it. So it's really about uh, getting up to date and up to speed. We're, we're hearing about it and we're kind of learning about it, but I wanted to paint the picture of kind of the dark side because it's one of those things that one, we should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And two, I mean, you're providing a better service. You can at least improve your SEO. But yeah. three, the alternative is if you don't pay attention to this, someone's going to come up and spank you and it's really not going to make your day. And so, you know, if we kind of put the warning out now and it's just, we're kind of being, uh, you know, we're being chicken little, I guess a little bit. We're running around saying the sky is falling, but it's not if you can just make the effort with your webmaster or yourself uh, to look at these compliance issues and ensure that you're, you're in line. I mean, this is, you're, you're bringing us this perspective from a guy who's, sees this every day. And you're helping companies in a lot of different industries fix themselves to avoid future issues. Now, what are the, some of the benefits you're seeing? I mean, let's just, okay, we talked about the, the, the stick, right? Let, if you don't do this, some attorney is going to come in and spank you with the stick. Well, let's talk about the carrot. So what are some of the good things when we do this? That's going to help our customers. I mean, let's think about that. So let's our tenants are going to be able to apply easier. Our owners are going to have a better user experience on the website. I mean, what are some of the features and benefits of doing some of this stuff? Yeah, really. So, I mean, the benefit to the, the end user, so potential tenants, for example, um, yeah, it's really just that they're going to have a better experience on your website. They're going to be able to navigate your content easier. They're going to be able to find the things that they want to find easier. Um, if not because, If not just because your website is performing better, but... Because when they search on Google for properties available in X county, well, the way that you're meant to code the headings on your website is actually exactly what Google looks for when they put you into the search engine. So if you've not coded your headings the right way on your homepage, then one, it's, if you've not coded them the right way, then one, Google isn't indexing them the right way in, in Google because they don't see them in the right level. There's six different levels of headings. And if you don't have the right words in the right level, you're not being indexed the right way in Google. Well, then that's the same way that then, for example, a screen reader for someone who is blind, it's the same way that a screen reader reads those headings. They're meant to be in a certain order based on what content is in within what section. Um, and then just other basic things, for example, like subtitles on videos. If you don't have subtitles on videos, then you're crazy. Um, I mean, you really are. I mean, like 90% of video that's watched on Facebook is watched without audio. Like, how are you making that person stop? Is it, and it needs to be, first of all, subtitles. That's how people digest information. Secondly, those subtitles then get indexed on Google. So it's instant. It's increasing your your visual appearance there right away. Um, Yeah, let's talk about the video stuff too. Because for example, uh, there's a couple of different types of videos we might do in our industry. We do the talking head videos like, hey, I'm Brad. I'm introducing you to RentWorks. This is what we do, talking head video. Okay, yeah. cool stuff. The other side is this is where we do a video of a home. Yes. And this, this could be for marketing purposes. 
And I always recommend, this is from Lesson Learned, do mm-hmm. not say anything when you video a home. So one, you avoid the subtitles and two, you avoid the screw-ups. Like I've been that guy in the field. I you know, started this from scratch where you're filming a home to place on a website. Because I did this back in, when YouTube, right? Came out mm-hmm. in 2006. I was, yep. instead of the uh, virtual, you know, virtual motion pictures, I would just take an old school video camera, right? Almost one step above VHS, go out and do a walkthrough of the home and then put it onto YouTube and then share the link as my virtual tour and the MLS and all the different websites. Where I'm going with this gang is don't talk during those videos. If you're doing a video of a home, hey, it's a lovely four bedroom home because sure enough, oh crap, it's a three bedroom home, not a four bedroom home. Now I just published a video where I'm saying it's a four bedroom home when it's a three bedroom home. It's just going to get you in trouble. So you just don't say anything, uh, especially if you say something to the effect of like, well, the carpet, you know, carpet is kind of, oh, you know, never say anything like that. You just keep quiet. So that's my lesson learned for the day. I'll get off my soapbox and let's talk about compliance again with Tim, because I do think this is really important. So Tim, yeah. I kind of hijacked your conversation there. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. And, and at the end of the day, recording that, recording that video without, without audio just means that then you can repurpose that footage in so many ways. I mean, you, you can put whatever overlays of text you want on that video to highlight the features that you want yourself. Um, but yeah, then that, so then that brings up the next, I mean, people like to pick lots of different fonts for their website, right? So like dyslexia is another disability that's covered um, in these lawsuits a lot. If you're using a font that is you know, nice and cursive and looks all fancy, I guarantee you most people, I, I struggle to read cursive fonts. So like, I can't imagine, and that's, that's why it gets brought up in the, in the lawsuits a lot, um, the size of, the, of your text on your website. Um, and then the responsiveness. People, 90% of web browsing is now done from a mobile phone. 90%. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, we knew everything was going mobile, but we mm-hmm. you know sometimes forget how much. Exactly uh, how much. Exactly. I, I, we we we're just seeing such a shift. Um I say such a shift, it's been this way for 5 years now, but it's gone from 60% to 90% in 5 years. Um and especially as um the the fastest growing demographic for using things you'd think would be the under 18s, but it's not. It's actually the over 55s. Over 55s and one of the big things that people forget about the over 55s is that they're tech phobic. They're, they're, they essentially have a technology disability because they don't know how to use the technology, but they want to use it. So just think about, you know, making, you, making your website accessible is going to make it 10 times easier for these tech phobic people to access all of your content. Now, let's, let's talk about this. So let's kind of get to the bottom line here a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could tell us horror stories all day long. I think oh, yeah. we kind of get the gist of this. So give me a range. I don't need a quote from you, but let's talk about an average type size company, an average type size website. What kind of a range have you seen for the fixes? Like, I mean, how much is the cure going to cost? And I don't need you to give me an exact quote because I know it's going to be dependent on how much work you have to do or someone has mm-hmm. to do. But, you know, if someone were to say, hey, Larson, I'm going to charge you $100,000 to fix your RentWorks website, I would say no. No. And yeah, probably add, yeah. some, add some colorful metaphors to mm-hmm. that. But so kind of give me a range of where you think it's safe to, uh, to work with somebody and, and fixing their, making their website compliant. So the, the big thing to consider here is that you might be able to, really, you can't polish a turd. That's the, the phrase we like to use. Um, it, it's, you, you can't slap a Band-Aid on a lot of things. Like if you've only got a couple of issues, like some of the very easily fixable things, then, then great. But if your problem is a platform issue, 
you cannot just fix those issues. Um, so, you know, typically like some fixes might only cost $500. Some fixes, you know, you might have one thing that's wrong, but it's the same thing that's wrong on every page of your website. And then, then on, on every property listing, well, that can very quickly become a hundred hours of work, which might be, you know, five to $10,000 worth of fixes just for one problem. So what tends to happen is if, if it costs more than, you know, a couple thousand dollars to fix something, we just start recommending getting a new website. So it's kind of like the hurricane right now that's going on in the East Coast. Uh, if it comes through and it absolutely destroys your home, you know, maybe you make a look at that and say, you know what, I could rebuild it, but it might be cheaper just to re, just to, to tear it down Raise and start it. from the bottom yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and because then you know that you're future-proofed as well. There's so many of these websites that I see um, like in your guys' industry with the property management websites that, and I've audited a few of them with Nora now, and they say they're compliant to that 2.0 range. And one, they're not. Like they find loopholes to certain rules and they then say they're compliant. And two, it's um, the platform they're built on just doesn't accommodate for modern browsers to even facilitate that accessibility. Um, so they might be built on some really old PHP or bootstrap code that is the same code that that site has used for 10 years. Well, it's just not feasible for that to be um, accessible in any way. It's so difficult to edit that code and then keep it in compliance going forward. So yeah, it makes complete sense. Once someone quotes you anything more than a couple thousand dollars, you need to find someone to build you a new site. That what, are some is, of, what are some of the platforms you're seeing that are, that are pretty easy to work with and have this in their wheelhouse? It's, I mean, it's, it's only WordPress. WordPress, okay. WordPress Everyone, is the only platform that you're going to be able to work with that has the flexibility and the budget behind it that is focusing on accessibility. Um, there is no other platform that has the budget in accessibility that WordPress does. Um, I can say that as a fact. There's no one else investing the money that WordPress are investing in. Um, and the good thing about that is that, you know, there's a couple hundred thousand of us that are WordPress developers. So if you have a problem, you can take that site anywhere. You own your content with WordPress if you're using the WordPress.org version. Um, if you're using any other platforms, you know, like Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, even like specific platforms just for property management websites, they're, they're, they're based on these old bootstrapped PHP sites and they're, they're just not, they're not doing the job. They might show that one catalog of properties really well, and, but every site looks the same. For one, every site looks the same. There's no uniqueness about any of them. And they're all following the same um, bad practices. Like I said, that most of them advertise that they're 2.0 compliant. Well, like I said, that's 12 years old now. We've come a long way. You wouldn't buy a car that was 12 years old and expect it not to have problems. So yeah, WordPress 100%. Um, and then there's, there's a whole world of themes and plugins and things within WordPress, but then that's why you pay someone um, like Nora, who has done all the research, knows which, which themes, which plugins, which functionality works to be compliant. And then she can advise you or help you build a new one um, that would then, like I said, it's not just about being compliant. At that point, you've just got a much better website. Makes sense. I really appreciate it. I know there's a bunch of good vendors in our space that are, are looking at making sure that everyone's in compliant. Uh, some of them have private type sor sort of uh, platforms. And I don't understand that, Jack. I don't want to get into it. But, you know, I appreciate your tidbit here yeah. on what you recommend and what you've seen. 
the, the yep. bottom line of this conversation is people need to get their stuff looked at by somebody like yourself to make sure they're compliant. If they're not compliant, they got to get to that compliance level yes. uh, sooner than later because even, you know, it's the carrot and the stick thing. So the carrot yep. is, you know, you do the right thing, you make a better user experience, you get better SEO. The stick thing is if you don't do it, some attorney's going to come along and spank you and then you want to try to avoid that. So uh, bottom line of that whole conversation is make sure you're looking at your website, get somebody to take a look at it. Now in the show notes or in the, the Facebook notes here, uh, there is a link to get into reach you for a second level type look. And I misquoted mm-hmm. you earlier. It's not a free service. My apologies. You do charge for that, but I don't blame you because it's worth it because there is some time involved to go do a full audit of a company's website and tell them in detail, you need to fix one, two, three, 50. Yeah. And so that's a, a very important deal. So Tim, I appreciate you coming on today. This has been yeah. a very good conversation. I learned quite a bit and you were able to kind of explain these things to us at a, at a smart user level to really give us the down and dirty of what's going on in this type of world, because we often look right past this into doing other things with our worlds. And this yeah. is important, and I think it should be brought to our, our attention. So, Tim, any, any parting comments or the group here? Um, not much, really. Um, just, yeah, be very careful who you partner with. Um, mainly, there's, there's a lot of people who say they can do what I say I can do, but they're going to tell you that you have to install like an overlay to fix your problems. Well, overlays don't fix problems. It's like giving a rusty car a paint job. Like it might look great for a couple months and, but then it's going to fall apart eventually. Um, overlays actually make a lot of websites less accessible because all they're about is finding the loopholes. So if you hear anyone say, oh yeah, you can use user way or accessibility, they're actually, both of those systems are both in court regularly for making websites less accessible. Um, so be very careful about, you know, trying out a free solution to make your website accessible because they, they don't work. They look great to people like you and me that don't have a disability. But if you actually have a disability and try to use one of those overlays, you're going to have a bad time. Um, and I can show you video proof of, of that um, with real people with, um, with disabilities if anyone's interested. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely worth partnering with people that know what they're talking about and actually have real people with disabilities on staff to test things because most do not. And yeah, Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Absolutely. Tim. Thanks for having great me. Great advice. Appreciate you coming on, man. Look forward to working with you further. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. See you now. Imagine a world where the phone doesn't ring, but tenant leads still get pre-qualified and scheduled. Where in-person showings get coordinated automatically in real time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Where occupants and owners are automatically notified of showings and leasing reports. Or imagine no one has to show your rentals and they get leased faster than ever, safely and securely. That's the world of Tenant Turner. Come learn more about our beautiful scheduling software and world-class customer support. Call us 888-976-4638 or visit www.tenantturner.com. This has been a podcast episode by propertymanagementproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us feedback, and come back for our next episode.